0: He truly is the King above all kings, the one who rules and reigns over our lives. He reigns over your life, and He is present today. He's present here in this building, and He's present in your home right now. And so as we get ready to jump into the Word, as we get ready to worship Him uh, in, in listening and hearing and growing in Him, let's not forget that He rules and reigns completely over this world and in his kingdom to come. Uh, amen. Amen. Thank you, worship team. Thank you for your uh, your time and sacrifice uh, to lead us this morning. Good morning, Springhouse. Um, man, uh, what an interesting week it's been uh, I just wanted to uh, say thank you for your uh, your flexibility uh, We did send a message out last uh, yesterday afternoon it was late afternoon as uh, we had some reports of people within our body who uh, were were touched with with COVID, and uh, you know one of the uh, central jobs of a pastor is to take care of the flock, and part of that is keeping the body safe. And um, I know that there are people on either side of the coin on on what we should do, but we're going to err on the side of caution and safety and protect uh, protect our people. So thank you for joining us. I'm so grateful that we have the ability to do live stream uh, services. And, and I want to express my gratitude. There's some people that have stepped into holes this morning, quite a, quite a number of people. I want to thank Will Severe. He's wearing multiple hats this morning. Uh, I want to thank Keith and Danny for stepping in, Jason Everly for stepping in. We have uh, Jim Caldwell and uh, David Warren have also stopped in, uh, stepped in into certain roles. And I remember a conversation I was having uh, with Pastor Barbie this past week, and one of the things that I told her was I've always seen in the history of our body when we're in a, a period of an emergency or great need, our body always steps up to serve. And I just so appreciate that I'm a part and connected to a body who is willing to to step up where's ne- where it's needed. And uh, so I just appreciate all of the people who have stepped in to fill in the gap so that we can so we can have our service together uh, this morning. Uh, I heard that the toy run was uh, fabulous yesterday, and I want to thank Alan's pastor. Alan Smith and the bikers and everybody who participated in, in making that happen. Uh, we're, we're, we're just so grateful, and I'm sure at some point in the near future, we'll get an in-person report from Pastor Alan about, about that. And then uh, also, I, you know, I, I felt that I'd be remiss not to mention this, but, um, for many years, uh, Pastor uh, Cleopas Chapata has come and blessed us with the Word uh, on, a, on an annual basis. He, he didn't come this year, but he's been here, and many of you know him. Well, his daughter, Blessing Chapata, uh, won the Voice in the UK uh, this past weekend, and so we just want to send our congratulations to Cleopas and his family, and just uh, congratulations. Um, that's, a, that's a big deal. I love when God moves in His people in that way, so uh, praise praise God. Um today we're going to be ending our series our teaching on the kingdom but I want to say that just because we're ending teaching as our teaching focus, it doesn't end with our walk. As believers, seeking the kingdom is essential to our walk. And so we will continue to flesh this out. And as Jesus continues to point us to his, his kingdom and kingdom things, but we are going to bring our, our series to a close uh, today. And we're going to start by reading uh, from Matthew chapter six. So if you're in the house, you can stand at home, I invite you to stand with us and, uh, and read, read scripture with us this morning. Let's read. "'Do not store up for yourself treasures on earth "'where moss and vermin destroy "'and where thieves break in and steal. "'But store up for yourself treasure in heaven "'where moss and vermin do not destroy "'and where thieves do not break in and steal. "'For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. "'The eye is the lamp of the body.' you cannot serve both God and money. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not your life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air, They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow? They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat? or What shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Father, I thank you for your word. And I thank you that your word is alive, whether we are here, whether we're at home, in our situations, your word is alive and active and your word can change lives. I ask today, Lord, that the power of your word would creep into our hearts and changes for eternity. God, I ask for the things, Lord, that need to be forgotten to be forgotten, but I ask, Lord, if there's change, eternal kingdom change that needs to happen, I pray that it would happen and take place and that we would have the confidence and the courage enough to grab hold of your word and make the changes that we need to make. We love you today, God, and I thank you, Lord, as you go before us in this service. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen. Amen. And so we're continuing our our series today. What do you think about when you hear the word treasure? What do you think about when you hear the word uh, treasure? If you're anything... um, like my kids, if they hear the word treasure, they think of golden coins, they think of money, they think of maybe jewels uh, that you would find. Uh, I know that cartoons, when you see treasure mentioned, it looks like that in a a treasure chest. Uh, When I hear the word treasure, I actually think pirate. Uh, I think pirate. And, uh, you know, I, I and appropriately so, I guess, this morning, because we're going to talk a little bit about some things that would snatch your treasure from you, at least treasure that is of value and of importance. Uh, but I think I, I tend to think of pirates when I first hear the word treasure. Jesus talks about treasure in, in Scripture, and he makes this correlation between treasure and our heart. He makes this correlation between our treasure. He says that where your treasure is, there your heart will be, we'll be also. Sherry and I are, uh, are moving. And uh, I don't know if you've ever, uh, you know, had to make a move. We're not moving far away. We're still local, uh, but we are moving uh, within, within the area. And, uh, and we're packing. And um, one of the things that we've come to realize is there's a lot of stuff that we have that we don't need. And, uh, and that a move will do that for you, won't it? Uh, as you're going through boxes and and going through things and and things that you haven't seen in a long time, and you ask yourself, why do I have this? What's the point of this? While treasure can certainly be coins, money, those types of things, treasure really is the accumulation of things you value, the accumulation of things that uh, that you value. So as we were Going through our things, I brought a couple of things with me uh, this morning that I found that would be things that I that I value, uh, and I want to share them with you today. The first thing that I brought is is this tape of the uh, kids' hit musical Go Go Jonah. Uh, this uh, this the reason I've held on to this is. Um, this really represents the first true opportunity that I had to serve here at Springhouse House Summer Assembly. Uh, Margaret got in front of the congregation uh, as the theater was really taking off, and she said, I really want a show for the kids. Would anybody be willing to step up and serve? And after that service, I stepped up and I asked Margaret, I said, I would, I would love the opportunity. Uh, to do that, not knowing that she would take a chance to let me, to let me do it, and, and she did. And it really was the genesis of our ministry relationship together, Margaret and, and mine. And so this, this uh, back in 1997, this was, a, this was a big deal. This is a cassette, by the way. Some of you teens don't know what that, what that looks like. I've, I've got that if, you, if you'd like to touch that and feel that. Um, this, is a, this is actually a plaque that was given to me from Brian Insminger Uh, and it was given back uh, when he and I used to work at Chick-fil-A together. And uh, I remember we worked at, there used to be a mall called Hickory Hollow Mall, and there was a Chick-fil-A in that mall. And uh, I worked there a little bit uh, before Brian showed up, and uh, Brian showed up and he was the manager, and I was just, you know... I was insecure in my ability to lead. I was insecure in knowing whether or not I was supposed to be a leader. And one random weekday, Brian shows up to work. There was no ceremony. This was an announce or anything. And he shows up to work and he just comes in. He doesn't make a big deal. He just comes up to me and says, Kevin, I'd like to give you this. And, uh, and it says, in appreciation of your servant leadership attitude, you're a great leader and friend. And uh, it really stuck with me. It really meant something to me. Uh, with regard to being a young adolescent who is really just scratching at the door in, in leadership. And so I, I've held on to this. Uh, and this, uh, this blue folder actually was handed to me recently, and it's certainly joining my, my box of valuables. Uh, Valerie Parker gave me this. And uh, inside here are birthday cards and Mother's Day cards and Easter cards and notes that Margaret Meek held on to. Uh, throughout the years, uh, they were a part of her treasure, and, uh, and now they're a part of mine. Treasure is the accumulation of things that are of value. And uh, sometimes our actions don't always line up with what we say we value. Uh, I value this relationship but my actions are not lining up with what I say I value. Uh, a little bit to what Ronnie was alluding to. I, I'm a Christian, I'm a believer. Yet yeah, my, my, my words and how I'm treating people right now, are, are they lining up with who I say I, I am? The, the value system of the kingdom is strikingly different than the value system of the world. Jesus connects treasure things we value to our heart. And so it's not a far stretch for us to connect our heart to the things that we love. And Jesus, or or over in John 1, rather, we we see um, that uh, it, it reads, do not love the world or anything in the world If anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in them for everything in the world. And we've mentioned these the last two weeks, and I'm going to mention them again today. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life comes from the Father. Does not come from the Father. Sorry, comes not from the Father, but comes from the world. The world and its desires pass away. Everything of the world that we could possibly accumulate. Is going to pass away. It's going to die. But whoever does the will of God lives forever. So our takeaway is that everything in the world leads to death, but life is found in the kingdom, the kingdom of God. Life is found in the kingdom of God. If you're looking for life, if you're in need of some sort of life in in your life, the place to find it is not in the world. It's to find it in the kingdom of God. I am much more interested in looking for and finding and discovering life than I am death. We are not pursuing the kingdom of God. When we're not pursuing the kingdom of God, we we are prone to all sorts of worry and anxiety, success, money, fame, power. Some of those big key buzzwords that can be attached to the lust of the eyes and the flesh and the pride of life, success, money, fame, and power, all of the world's ingredients to really cause you to be distracted from what you need to be focused on. This world is a worry-making machine. And that's why Jesus says over Matthew six thirty-three: seek first my kingdom and my righteousness and, and all of these things will be added to you. Jesus says, if we seek his kingdom and we lay aside the worries of the world, all of these things, he will take care of those things that we need. So what do we do? What do we do with this, with this worry? What do we do since we're so prone to grab a hold of the worry that the world gives? Well, let's look at the scripture. Jesus says, do not worry about your life. What you will eat and drink about your body, what you will wear is not your life more than food and the body more than clothes. Now, I feel that we have the liberty to um, expound on that a bit because he's, he's discussing here the core things. I don't know how many people, if you're really anxious and worried about your next meal, you're probably not gonna be as worried about the next iPhone coming out. If you're really, really truly worried and concerned about what you're going to wear, you're probably not too concerned about what kind of car you're driving. And so I believe he really gets to the heart of the matter of saying, listen, these core things that you really need, your father knows about those. And all of these things will be given to you. They'll be added to you if you will focus on me, if you'll focus not on your worry, not on the world, but your focus on the kingdom and you'll seek the kingdom first. And so when we're prone to grab a hold of the worry that the world gives, the antidote to worry is faith. The antidote to worry is faith. You wanna be cured of your worry, you have to walk in faith. And so that begs the question, and and some of us need to be reminded in the season that we're in, what is faith? Well, scripture tells us in the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, faith is the confidence and what we hope for and the assurance about what we do not See, confidence and assurance are antonyms of worry. They're opposite. They're different. And we are a people who should exude confidence for the things that we hope for. I am confident of the Lord's provision. I am confident of the Lord's healing. I am confident of the Lord's protection. And though I may not see those things actively happening, I am walking in faith and believing that those things are to be as they really are happening now. I was meeting with a brother yesterday for coffee and he was sharing testimonies and we were talking about moments in our life where we don't actively see God moving. And I was telling him that's the time when you have to reach back to that well or that treasure of those valued, trusted moments where God has moved, those testimonies, those stories, and say, God, I remember that you moved in my life back then. So I know that I can trust that you will move right now. You have a story. You have a testimony that you can draw on. And just because God doesn't seem like he's acting right now doesn't mean that he doesn't exist, doesn't mean that he's not there, doesn't mean that he doesn't care. We draw from our history. We draw from our experiences. We draw from him. And the testimony gives us the strength to walk in faith. We are a people who should exude assurance about what we do not see. When we're pursuing the kingdom, it's easy to do. Hebrews continues, and it tells us, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Why? Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. You're not gonna go to a God you don't believe in. You're not gonna request something from a God you don't believe believe in. And let me tell you something. I sure do want some of that reward, How would you all like some of the reward from the star breather? Earnestly seek him. That's the key, earnestly seek him. And interestingly enough, if you'll start there, all these other things will fall into place because if you earnestly seek him, then you have faith. And if you have faith, you have confidence and assurance. Well, with confidence and assurance, you don't have to worry because you've got confidence and assurance. So if you're in a place right now where you're anxious, if you're worried about something, if you're sitting on pins and needles about whatever the issue is, I tell you, earnestly seek God. Earnestly seek God and He will begin to do a work inside you that will lay to bed your worry. There's nothing that you're gonna be able to do on your own strength to cure it, to stop it. You're only gonna exasperate your worry. Earnestly seek God, earnestly. And not only will He give you the faith and the confidence assurance that you need to walk through it, He'll also, it says He'll reward you as well. Jesus talks a lot about Worry in in especially in this passage, and I think it's because he knows us all too well. He knows that our go-to, especially in this world, is to worry. is to is to is to drive toward anxiety. So I, I'd like to do a, an object lesson this morning with you, and I'm going to invite Justin Bashirs to come out and um and be a part of the message this morning. And I just so appreciate you, brother, coming, and and uh, and I especially uh, appreciate your um your attention to uh, what you're wearing this morning uh, for, 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 this, for this piece. Um, but as he gets set up, you know, we are prone to, to gravitate and to grab worry and to grab concern and to grab uh, from all the vices and all the things that the, the world is, is throwing at us, especially if we're attuned to Facebook and TV and the news cycles and all of those things. We become distracted by what we're supposed to focus on. Those are distractions, and so what happens in our life is we, you know, we we start out at this wonderful pace here, this pace where God really has the ability to to do stuff, and we we have the, the the pace of our life is one that's that's in keeping with the kingdom, where we can notice the things that we really value, we really trust, we can begin to build our treasure based on the things that are of the kingdom, because we're not we 're not worn out we 're we're, we're, we're pacing ourselves and we 're keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus, but what happens so often as we 're just walking along and keeping our eyes on Jesus, opportunities begin to present themselves, and in these opportunities that present themselves, we begin to see an opportunity to succeed. Success is in front of us and and so we decide you know hey, I might want uh, uh, some of that success I wanted that might take Take part of, of being successful. And so the pace of our life begins to, to pick up a little bit because we see something that we want and we and we go after it. We look to grab it. And so, success is a, a part of our life. And as we look towards success, we we see dollar bills and money that starts to pop into the to, to the equation. And and boy, wouldn't it be great to be able to have some money so that we could go get that dirt bike that we've been waiting for, and, uh, and get those things that we we were hoping for. And so, money money starts to pop into our mind. And guess what, guys? The the pace of our life begins to to. Kick it up a bit because we're we're focused on chasing success. We 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 really want to get some some money and oh, but what what about this? You know, a success and and money. What's that without some fame or some some power? Or, you know, or wanting to be well known. You know, in the in the community or what we're doing. And so we begin to we begin to look at this and we begin to chase this as well. And so the pace of our life begins to begins to take off and it begins to get faster as we're chasing these things and we look to grab these things. And guess what? There comes a moment where we actually obtain success and we obtain the money and we attain the, the, the power and the fame and, and all of these things are, are ours. But guess what the Bible says about all these things? All these things are going to, to pass away. These are like big black holes. So what happens is we think we've landed, but all of a sudden a level of greater success comes about us, right? And so we begin to achieve and want that more. So we grab that and we say, okay, I'll take that. And man, we don't have enough money as it is, so more money presents itself. And so we begin to pick up the pace some more because we want, we want more money, right? And, and more, more superpower. And, and super fame begin to come and people are knowing us and stuff and so we just, we gotta keep up with this and so we keep going and we keep, we keep adding to our, 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 our life and we're, and we're running and this is what we do. Get this right here, Christians, this is what we do. Instead of trusting the word of God, instead of taking God at his word, instead of listening to him, what we do is we take God and we put him behind all of this stuff. And we say, if I'm not obtaining success, then God must not be moving. If I'm not getting the money that I'm working toward, he must not be alive and working today. And so, what we do is we put him behind all of these things. That's not at all what God has asked us to do. And, and all the while, while that's happening, all the while, while this is going on, and we're holding on to this. Our ability to be generous is passing right by us. Our ability to serve others passing right by us as we're running after life. Our ability for hope passing right in front of our eyes. Our family is forsaken because of all of these things that we're running after. Our calling gets messed up because we're chasing all of these things. Our peace is gone. Our marriage is in trouble because we've got success. We've got all of these things that we're running so hard after. And eventually our joy is gone. And all at the end of the day to say that all of this stuff is gonna pass away and this is what we look like. But God comes around in our life And he says, Stop. Stop. Are you worn out enough yet? Are you tired of running yet? And so all of these worries come and all of these things, all these situations come and we constantly, we're no longer have the capacity to even think about today. We're so worried about what's to come tomorrow. Jesus says, do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. And so the call of God, church, in pursuing the kingdom Is an invitation to rest. It's an invitation to rest. And what happens in this period of rest is God says, if you'll rest in me, all of this stuff will be yours. Go ahead and grab this too. All of this is yours. All of that gets to be yours while you're resting in him. But we don't like that because there is success to be had, money to be earned, power to be grabbed. But that's not where our treasure is. It's not where our heart is supposed to be. So what do we do when we're worn out? Because some of us, like me, I've been on the treadmill. I've been running and chasing all of these things. And Jesus says over in Matthew, come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. When I was putting together this keynote, the Lord really pointed this part of the scripture out to me. Take my yoke upon you and you will learn from me. Yeah, we like the lay our burdens down and we like the rest part, but God has something for us in this posture, you know it's much better, much easier to receive and learn from this position than it is trying to keep up with the world. Jesus has some things for us to learn and to grow in him. And as he teaches you, and as you learn from him, your values, what you treasure, will begin to align and look like his. Man, God is so faithful. To us, so many of us have been running and running and worrying and stressing, and God's invitation is to rest in Him. And if we can embrace Him, when He splits that sky, I'm gonna tell you right now, and He's gonna do it. When He splits that sky, I don't wanna be at the end of the day, I don't wanna be embracing success, I don't wanna be embracing money, I don't wanna be embracing power, I want to be found embracing Him. What is your treasure? What are you chasing after? Are you worn out? The invitation today is to rest. Seek first his kingdom and all of those things that you've been worrying about. God's going to meet those needs. And you can not let the things that really are of value pass you by. The depth of meaning of that treasure of what's in your heart won't be snatched away. Thank you, Justin, so much. Philippians 4 says rejoice in the Lord always again I say rejoice let your gentleness be evident to all the Lord is near and if there's ever a comforting word for a season like we're in the Lord is near the Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding will guard your heart. Well, your heart is connected to your treasure. Your treasure is what you value. So the peace of God will protect those things in which you value. Those treasure, the treasure that you've been accumulating, he will protect that. He will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Worship team, you may come out. I, uh, I wanted to end uh, the series with this uh, specific song um, and because I believe it's appropriate for, for where we are uh, in pursuing the kingdom and... Mm-hmm. Uh, and where we are in, in, in society right now. Where your treasure is is where your heart is. And Jesus tells us if we will seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, everything we're concerned about will be added to us. Guys, I wanna be a church who seeks the kingdom. I wanna be a people who seek the kingdom. And I love when the fruit and the evidence of seeking the kingdom is abundant amongst the people in the community I'm surrounded by. Let's seek him together.